0: Welcome to Roast Magazine Audio Articles. Roast focuses on coffee from a technical perspective, covering the art, science, and business of coffee roasters. Presenting Illustrative Roasting, Using Sample Roasting to Capture the Big Picture, by Mike Ebert. Coffee roasters are on a constant quest to buy great tasting coffees, free from defects, to ensure consistency in roasting from one batch to the next. Whether your company is in the specialty or commercial corner of the market, the tools and skills we use to help achieve our purchasing goals are the same. This process is known as sample roasting. The term sample roasting can mean a number of things depending on the goal the roaster is looking to achieve. For the sake of this article, we will refer to it as the methodology or best practices for roasting coffee with the purpose of making a buying decision. Quite simply, the sample roasting process in this context is preparing the coffee for evaluation with the following goals, assuring that the coffee is free from defects and confirming that it matches specific desired sensory attributes. We will also explore the concept of illustrative roasting. This is a more descriptive term for what we are trying to achieve with our other goals, illustrating the potential of a coffee for a particular need. As mentioned earlier, Sample roasting refers to the protocols for buying decisions specifically. This can cause confusion when referring to roasting for other objectives, such as creating roast profiles or presenting coffees for cupping events. As Bailey Engberg, head roaster at Portland, Oregon's Trailhead Coffee Roasters puts it, if done correctly and consistently, sample roasting showcases a coffee on a controlled level From that sample roast, we can use our experience and logic to form an educated approach for a profile. First, we will try to answer the question, do you need to purchase a roasting machine for sample or illustrative roasting? Why or why not? Next we will explore the equipment that is needed for any type of sample or illustrative roasting session. We will also explore the various types of roasting machines and delve into the equipment that might be a good fit for your objectives. But there is more to it. Roast degree colorimeters, good scales, and cupping equipment are necessary, in addition to methods for storing samples before, during, and after roasting. Perhaps most importantly, we'll discuss how to document and record your results to be consistent and ensure reliable outcomes. We will then dive into the different types of illustrative roasting, outlining the different objectives and desired outcomes, This will lead to exploring known industry sample roasting protocols and their relevance and use in your specific roasting operation. Why sample roast? The ability to roast a smaller quantity of coffee than your production roaster allows can be tantamount to your success. There are three core reasons one would want to roast a smaller amount of coffee. One, making green coffee purchasing decisions. Two, exploring roast profiles on those decisions. Three, research and development for blends or ready to drink beverages, for example. Decisions that you make with your green coffee buying hat on will be some of your most crucial choices in running your business, no matter the size of your roasting company. One might say that for the smaller roaster, green coffee buying has never been easier. There are multiple importers focused on the smaller roaster. With easy to use online ordering platforms, you can have confidence that they offer quality coffees in quantities, a single bag, that fit the needs of most small roasters. However, while quality from most of these companies is stellar, and the coffee comes paired with reliable cupping notes, you still need to choose the cup profile that your business needs. Three different 85-point samples of Guatemala, even from the same region, can deliver completely different cup profiles. The importance of small roasters cupping a sample of a coffee they want to buy is probably greater than a large roaster, says Paul Thornton, owner of Thornton Family Coffee Roasters in Beaverton, Oregon. Because large roasters use standardized qualities for their production, they're able to nail those standards very accurately and consistently, allowing them to know what to expect. For the larger roaster, assessing cup profile is equally important. Often the range of quality levels you are searching for, as well as the quantity of coffee required, will lead to even more scrutiny in your green purchasing habits. Looking through greater quantities of samples to find what you need becomes the norm, with the result being more reliance on sample roasting. Smaller roasters often aim for a quality style different from institutional production, Thornton says. To determine if a coffee fits for them, they need to cup the current crop, which often comes from smaller lots. Now the coffee you bought has arrived, how do you roast it? With each day that passes, the green coffee ages. How do we keep the cup profile close to the same over the course of a few weeks or months or adapt it for another purpose? If you are under the belief you will never be in the situation of having overbought a particular coffee, let me tell you the cold hard truth, you will. A business cannot afford to simply throw coffee out. It must be sold. My recommendation when buying coffees is to not only look for quality but malleability as well, says Zangberg. For example, You purchased a very nice natural Ethiopian coffee, and it did not sell as well as you expected. You now have a surplus of past crop. What do you do? With a malleable coffee, it can give you multiple options to accommodate this downfall. Maybe roasting it darker and adding it to a blend. Maybe streamlining it for cold brew. Or perhaps you can add it at a small percentage to an existing blend. Buy coffees that give you options. So, you may be wondering why you can't use your production roaster for sample roasting, particularly if your roaster manufacturer claims that you can roast as little as you want. It is true, you can turn 200 grams green to brown in a 12 kilo roaster. It is possible to get there, within reason, on a production roaster with a little trial and error, but you may feel like you're flying blind as you may not get enough coffee in the trier to observe color changes and smell, nor will your thermocouple get an accurate bean temperature reading. If you're roasting on something much larger than a one kilo, you will want to be able to roast smaller batch sizes for a variety of reasons. If you choose to roast samples on a production roaster, that's fine, Ingberg says. But be aware that you have eliminated repeatability and therefore consistency. Roasting is a science experiment, even if it doesn't feel like it. Equipment. To start, you need the right equipment and the sample roaster is the most important piece. So, what is the definition of a sample roaster? A clear definition is difficult and not universally agreed upon. For this article, let's put sample roasters into three categories, home roasters, sample roasters, and hybrids. Home roasters. These are simple and straightforward little roasters. Often electric, these are typically made for home use and probably do not have all the controls that professionals prefer to have on a roaster. They are intentionally made simply from a cost and operator ease point of view, but they can still offer the repeatability that's needed for green coffee purchasing. This is a good fit for budget-minded smaller roasters needing a solution, $1,000 or less on average. Sample Roasters. These machines were designed specifically for green coffee purchasing and quality control. Though they are often the most expensive options for sample roasting, they are still simple in nature, Their primary goal is to roast a lot of samples. Often they have more than one roasting chamber, or barrel. These machines often don't lend themselves well to production profile development, per se, but are well-suited for exploring the characteristics of what the coffee has to offer. With that said, they are often the easiest machines to use to consistently crank out multiple samples of the same designated sample roast profile. These are a good fit for roasters or importers needing to roast 50 plus samples a week and requiring simple repeatability. $7,500 and up. Hybrid roasters. In terms of price point, these roasters tend to fall in between the previous two categories. They also tend to allow operators to have more control and/or log roast profiles using software. This is a category I wish had existed many moons ago when I started it would have been a great option to really explore roasting on a deeper level, a few hundred grams at a time. In simple terms, these may be closest to how you might control your production roaster. Hybrid roasters may be a perfect fit for roasters of almost all sizes. Even for large companies that require a more traditional sample roaster for green purchasing, this class of roaster lends itself to deep profile development work that can be easily translated to your production roasters, $1,000 to $7,500. What's the right sample roaster for you? Often there will be some give and take in your decision-making process. Budget is the starting place. If you are a small roaster and just need a way to check in with your coffee, the home roaster offers a full profile. But even if you could get accurate data, how are you translating that information to your production roaster? Those statistics are incomplete, especially if you do not know your roaster very well. However, the data will still give you important clues regarding overall roast color and roast time as a place to start. For me, translating sample roast data to a production roaster is arguably one of the most frustrating yet crucial processes, says Zangberg. Too many times I tried to document time temperature data across different sized and different manufactured roasters and wondered what I did wrong. Recently, after years of feeling defeated, I figured out that the only tangible and translatable data between a sample roaster and production roaster is how the coffee acts. How the coffee acts is a sensory thing. Pay attention to your charge temperature as it relates to the machine. Look at how you're applying heat rather than the specific measurements. Figure out how the coffee reacts to first crack. Does it spike? Is it silent? Does it fall off? And last, trust your nose. There are also some practical matters that come into play. Gas may be your preferred heating method, but do you have a gas line where you're going to sample roast? If electric roasting is your only option, be prepared to work with a slower heat response and a lack of flexibility in heat adjustments required to do what you would like. You also need to vent the sample roaster just like your larger unit. Where might you place it? This may change your available options. What other equipment is needed? This is a good time to review all that might be needed for a green coffee purchasing program, profile development, and research and development. Most common, profile software. Though it is not needed for traditional sample roasting, software makes it easier to track the sample profiles you create and gives you the ability to review them later. Not all sample roasters make this easy, as they may not be outfitted with the proper thermocouples. Accurate gram scale. You're going to be weighing green coffee, roasted coffee, figuring shrink, and more. Accuracy is key. Small bags are airtight containers. You want to keep the coffee fresh until you can evaluate it. The Specialty Coffee Association, SCA, recommends evaluation between 8 and 24 hours following roasting. Cupping supplies. Cups, spoons, grinders, hot water kettles, and a timer. High Lumen Light. This is useful not only for the physical grading of the green coffee, but also for evaluating roast development during and after the roast. Method of Documentation Methodology of recording data, including roast time, color, profiles, and sensory notes. Roast Color Analyzer. Are you hitting sample roast specifications? Eyes can be misleading. You may also be required to have a color analyzer in place. Larger or toll customers may want proof that you're matching roast profiles. However, I would not put this purchase as a must-have for most roasters. It's a nice to have purchase. Not so common. Method to cool coffee. Some less expensive units do not have a way to cool coffee properly, but this problem can be rectified with a fan and or colander. Additional thermocouples As mentioned earlier, some units do not have thermocouples, or if they do, they may not be placed in the correct spot. What are your objectives? Green coffee purchasing. Your main goal is to develop a profile that is easily repeatable. My recommendation is to use the SCA standard, an 8 to 12 minute roast with a roast color of 58 whole bean and 63 ground on a roast analyzer or colorimeter. This standard is used in the Coffee Quality Institute CQIQ program and in cupping competitions around the world. This standard is not meant to be the sweet spot or the perfect roast profile. It was created in the early 1990s to calibrate throughout the coffee value stream. It was essentially an average range of how the industry was approaching sample roasts, which tended to be much lighter than the production roasts of the time. Today it would be regarded as more of a medium roast, but it is still the worldwide standard and is a reliable way to calibrate with the industry. Even if you use a different profile, be consistent and use the same profile across all samples. Create your own standard. Cupping, or sensory analysis of coffee, can be difficult to master, and it is challenging to remain objective. Maintaining consistency in sample roasting protocols for purchasing decisions is essential. Whether you decide to use SCA protocols or develop your own, the most important thing to remember is that you stay consistent, says Zingberg. If you are looking to create and implement your own sample roasting plan, I encourage you to do that, but it is also important that you learn to be proficient with SCA practices and rules in cupping, serving, and tasting. Roast Profile Exploration You have now purchased your coffee. What sort of profile do you want? This is where illustrative roasting comes in. At this stage, you have tasted the coffee only at a sample roast level. Now it's time to get an idea about how it will articulate in other profiles. There are many different approaches, but I'd suggest that any approach includes some of these elements. For starters, review your detailed notes of cupping the coffee at the sample roast profile. This gives you the insight into what is available in the coffee and will lead you to think about approaches you may want to take or not take. As you're learning, do not hesitate to try multiple versions. This adds to your internal library and in time will allow you to cut down the number of different versions you may try. Next, consider why you bought the coffee in the first place. Was it to be a great single origin or a component in a blend? Is it a heavy lifter with multiple end uses? Are there certain profiles that you know will detract from what makes this coffee special, possibly those things that you paid a premium for? You can then create a list of the various profiles you want to explore. Keep it simple at this stage with no more than three different versions. You may find that the desired profile is somewhere in between two of these roasts and you can adjust accordingly from there. Documentation. I have never been one to spend much time writing my deep inner thoughts in a journal even after hearing all the positive stories from people who do. However, I have been journaling my roast profiles and cupping notes for more than 35 years. Every profile roast, every cupping, every blend development, every coffee, no matter the quality, and I refer to these notes often. This has a few benefits, one of which is continued learning. The act of writing helps things settle into our stubborn adult brains. Second, Often you discover things you may not have the need for until many years down the road. While I didn't have this luxury when I started my coffee career, today we are able to use technology to keep these records. There is no search function on my handwritten journals and you can save yourself a lot of time if the information is readily accessible. Maintenance. The dirty little secret in coffee roasting? Dirty sample roasters. Sample roasters, especially those in the home category, can require even more maintenance than production roasters. They were not designed for heavy use to begin with. There is also the problem of having a favorite barrel on the dual drum style sample roasters and not using the other barrel as often. This can lead to inconsistent results down the road. Grease the moving gears and fittings made for grease. Keep the small air chambers and pipes cleaner than those inside your production roaster. These are often much smaller orifices than those inside your production roaster. This may require smaller brushes, different attachments for your shop vacuum, and more. Putting it all together. How do you put this all together and create a successful sample roasting program for your company? Here are some other factors to consider as you determine the right machine, human resources, and methods for your program. Budget. Include not just the roaster, but all the supplies mentioned earlier. And most important, consider the resources, time, hands needed to carry out all the activities required. Team, who will do the sample roasting? Best practice would be to have more than one person and make sure they are calibrated. Training, if the team doesn't have experience or has new members, they should receive training on everything from your company's sample roasting protocols and documentation to machine maintenance. Standard operating procedures. Write procedures on your sample roast profile for buying, as well as how you might approach profile development. Documentation. How will you document? Who needs to be copied on these notes? Tasting. Do you taste in the manner that the customer would, or do you use traditional cupping methods? It can be helpful to do both, but the traditional cupping method is how most profile assessment is done these days. For dark roasts, those well into and or beyond second crack, you may need to do your evaluation on a French press or other standard brewing method. Standard cupping bowls, 150 to 250 milliliters, do not handle the volume change that a dark roast brings, and I have found that the extraction is not quite what it would be on a normal drip brew. Engberg advocates for tasting coffees that are brewed for consumers. If you're cupping your espresso solely rather than pulling shots of it, You are not tasting correctly, she says. I include baristas, roasters, buyers, and customers in my cuppings because I'm only one person with only so many preferences and dimensions and my own flawed palate. I'm not suggesting that you base your buying decisions on what your random customer liked. But again, no data is bad data and just a reminder that you're creating a product for a consumer. Putting together a formal sample roasting program is critical to the success of your coffee company. Do not be fooled into thinking it's just for larger businesses. Establishing solid protocols will give you the confidence needed for purchasing and profile creation. However, with that said, developing a solid program takes time and resources, which are not always available for smaller roasters. In addition, there is a learning curve to the practical application of a sample roasting program, as well as the fine tuning of your procedures to fit your company's exact needs. Start small, with a simple sample roasting program and add layers of complexity over time and as resources allow. Mike Ebert is founder of Fire Dancer Coffee Consultants, dedicated to helping clients create a personalized strategy to ensure long-term success. He works primarily with roasters, producers, and retailers, drawing from his extensive experience in all facets of the specialty coffee supply chain, To guide clients in reaching their potential. This article originally appeared in the January-February 2021 issue of Roast Magazine. To subscribe to the print edition of Roast or purchase a copy of past issues, visit roastmagazine.com. This audio article was narrated by Lily Kubota, recorded and produced by Upright Recording Studio, and published by Roast Magazine.